Rice SMX Review Show with myself, Ben Rumbold, and my colleague, Brad Wiener, who is back off of paternity leave, as they call it now. Yeah, yeah so uh, how's it going, Brad? Looking good? Yeah, yeah, all good. Just been up with the twins for a feed, so feeling wide awake, ready to go. Good <laughs> to be back. Yeah, that's it. Time of recording UK is 12 o'clock, in, uh, and that is the midnight scenario, not the midday, but yeah, uh, with our guest this week, we certainly thought it was well worth it uh, just to get things moving here. So yeah, before we do bring in our star guest for the week, uh, just basically make sure we uh, keep our sponsors good and uh, yeah, uh, thank the people that uh, make this happen. So yeah, we have got uh, brought to you by AS3 Performance, uh, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts from hard-wearing protection parts, including skid plates and radiator braces to perform cooling parts from silica radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. Also, Kawasaki Motors UK are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX 140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX 140R lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine, plush suspension and push-button electric start, making for great trailblazers. The KLX 140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from juniors' first tentative steps to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX 140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. Also, of course, yeah, thanked by Gulf Race Fuels, who across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, and further afield, the Gulf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And uh, even strokes, of course, the retail wing there of MX Vice, and then you can use the, what's the code, Mr. Wheeler? Uh, the code is Brad Wheeler 10 yeah, we're still at ten percent, but um, it should uh, that'll get you ten percent off anything you buy at Even Strokes and use it at checkout. So head over to the website evenstrokes.com and uh, get yourself some kit, some bits, some parts, some armor. We've uh, we've got plenty of stuff in stock. So head over to Brad Wheeler's Tenant, check out. We'll save you ten percent. Fantastic. Well, with uh, all of that in mind, then we bring in our fantastic guest for this week, none other than the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team rider and uh, Japanese star of their nation's team as well, Mr. Joe Shimoda. How are you, sir? You're good? <laughs> yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> nice one. So how's the, how's the week been for you? Of course, uh, not racing the weekend just gone, but uh, getting ready for the, the next race. What's your, what's your week look like? What's your kind of schedule, if you like? With uh, Supercross season the end, I'm uh, I'm a little more focused. Obviously, that's that's my next goal. Start new. So yeah, I do want to finish season on a good note. So, but mostly yeah, focused on the outdoors. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So getting ready. So that's uh, in two weeks after this weekend. So yeah, nearly three weeks away. That's the first one at uh, at Parla. So you won the last race there last year. So you have a, a great bit of momentum you think going into this one uh yeah for sure to end the season like that it, it's really helpful but yeah my goal is to just you know um bringing my 100 percent potential to every race and then i think you know the results gonna come if you can do that so uh main focus is on is myself in then the race so so yeah hopefully it goes well nice one you were second last year as well splitting the lawrence brothers in the championship so is the goal the title nothing else Oh, goal is the title? Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, nobody is racing for seconds, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna take a lot of work for sure. Uh, and uh, just yeah, Hunter is fast, and and there's a lot of lot of lot of fast guys. So has to has to be on it every single weekend. And and, and yeah, just I don't know what's gonna happen to be honest. <laughs> you obviously ended the season on the high at Parla last year, and we're starting off there again this year with the nationals. Is is the bike set up relatively similar? Is is it a whole new 
Kawasaki this year or how, how things look in heading into round one? Uh, yeah, like good to, we had a good race on end of the year last year. So, I mean, just myself trying to improve and, and then, yeah, trying to have new setups, maybe have more variety of options. And yeah, like I, I ended good, but always room for improvements, right? So yeah, like just, you know, during the practice week, um, we try new stuff and if that works today, if not, change it to new stuff. And, and yeah, at the end of the day, they try to go back to the Pala setup, Pala 2 setup. And then, you know, there's uh, tr- trying to build these options, you know, for any circumstances that happen. So, yeah, just have to do my best. Yeah. You said, and you mentioned before that they're, they're switching to like the grid start rather than the, obviously the traditional dirt, which they sort of stuck with the lap like since the beginning of the time. Do you prefer the mesh start or uh, would you rather a, a good old school rut? To your question, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, I've been kind of like being like not really good starter. So, yes. <laughs> uh, e- either way, <laughs> open to the change. Yeah, like I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe I can stay more consistent on the gray, but also uh, great makes it equal to everyone. So yeah, I would rather take it, you know, to to the place where I'd rather, you know, be better on the start than on the track. So I think the start position is going to be really important. Even like knowing a race is 30 minutes, but uh, if I can get some clear air, uh, the race is going to be so much easier. So yeah, something that's going to be interesting. We'll to see how it shakes it up, doesn't it? Because it seems to be in MXGP that, yeah, it's even them up. But then you've seen maybe a few more first corner crashes because everyone's more together, like we just saw the weekend. So, I mean, with um, with, you're going into Salt Lake as well, of course, with the big uh, east-west end of the year Supercross going on. And, and you've had six, that's your the one place where you've had uh, a Supercross win in the past. So, do you feel good going into this? And, and again, as Brad says, do you carry the... Uh, the setup from previous years uh yeah good image there for sure but yeah like i said i mean every race i treat the same way you know um i mean the it's the salt like they have less oxygen oxygen there so hard hard gonna be on the body and then obviously bike gonna be slower so a lot of a lot of uh unsureness for everyone but yeah i mean whoever figures it out has the the most advantage so you always want to be one of one of them but yeah i mean we'll see think it wins on the card as well could win as possible mm, maybe <laughs> they say on the on the broadcast well specifically last week in denver about the elevation but they also sort of mentioned it salt lake city is it really that noticeable on the 250f do you really sort of get onto the track and sort of really feel like this feels really down on power yes for sure um it's like makes you want to go first gear instead of second like one gear lower like than what you used to ride on so i mean some guys go up on sprocket you know get that torquiness yeah but it's kind of tricky because when you have when you are on the high elevation the dirt's gonna be really slippery so kind of like you want that torque but at the same time, you don't want to torque, you know, because it's just makes the, the bike so slippery. So yeah, like like I said, it's, it's kind of balanced. It's tricky, but I'm sure I'm sure my team can 
didn't have a good data and ideas, so um, I just have to give my best feedback to them, and they'll work on it. Nice. Yeah. I, I like the team because you, have, you guys had such a rough start to the year, and then finally you you can come back and, and get some podiums their way. So how are they feeling? And uh, is outdoors going to be much better for them? Do you think? <clears throat> yeah, it was it was rough, but um, <laughs> only I can do is uh, you know go out the races and deliver something for them. You know, my team has a lot of injuries and tough times, but only we're we're trying to get better you know we're like not purposely trying to crash or anything just <laughs> honestly like this shit happens <laughs> so i mean it's it's you know like sometimes it could be your fault like sometime you know maybe it's motor racing so like something can happen to the bike and and yeah just kind of uh it, it sucks but my motivation now is to, you know start a new season on outdoor yeah and um if i can deliver something for the team i think i think we can prove you know the work is never wasted and and as an athlete that's the only thing you can do yeah for sure how is the injury and and how are you feeling after recovering from it uh injury is fine um just around the scar well, so they cut they had to cut my nerve so have no feeling around the scar but i mean i guess that's better for your bike riders right if you get roosted you don't feel anything so there's a little positive there but nothing is bothering me so it's it's all good so going it moving sort of on to the weekend just gone in denver colorado did i did you get a chance to sort of sit down and watch the race yet or i mean i i watched it but uh wait what what, what was your question again did that sort of catch you off guard the whole time just kind of just over jumping the section which didn't seem to give anyone any bother and just ending the season what's oh, what your thoughts so, on so what happened to Eli yeah yes. what are your thoughts on it yeah on it, honestly I it doesn't look like he over jumped or case really hard nah. nah I couldn't like see like close like details but yeah such a such a weird one because he was he's riding obviously like really really good at the top level you know like kind of like when you know championship was there i mean honestly just kind of like not just the eli sucks to see so many riders are out just over these races you know like and i know this feeling because he like you've worked hard for something and it just over within a second so kind of the emotion goes to where like not frustrated but so surprisingly like what what happened you know yeah uh yeah. it's such a such a weird feeling when when rider gets hurt so yeah i hate to see it hate to see it yeah yeah, I think we all do. I mean, it's it's now come counting up nine people from factory teams just going out this year in the 450 class alone. So, you know, you've got all three factory KTM guys, both the Husqvarna guys, obviously Barsha as well now for the Gas Gas team, Ferrandis and Tomac from the Yamahas, Anderson as well for, for Kawasaki. So you're left with Sexton, Nichols, Kenny on the Suzuki, if you can class that as a factory ride, I guess you, I guess you kind of can. Um, he's certainly a factory level rider, of course. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, your man Adam Sjöntjöner took a fantastic podium. So yeah, have you spoken to him as well, much? What's that done for the team? Uh, actually, I haven't seen him yet after the race, but um, yeah, I was really happy for him. Um, I, I just, you know, see him working hard, but it's so, I bet it's so hard to, you know, be on the top three position in 450 class. So yeah, it's good to, it's it's so, you know, I'm so lucky to have some someone like him. Um, he's really, I mean, he's obviously really good on dirt bike, but I mean, off the track, he's, you know, really just a cool guy, you know, we went golfing one time or a couple of times and he has a good vibe and 
and you know I'm mean, I'm lucky to have a person like him around and and that motivates me. Nice one. Makes me a better person. <laughs> yeah, you could um you could see like in his in his podium interview after the race to sort of uh you could you could see how much it meant to him to finally sort of get back up on on the box after obviously all the struggles he's been through. I mean he's had his more than his fair share of injuries not just in the in the four fifty class but in the two fifty class as well. It's kinda of, it's nice to sort of see that even sort of at that level it still means that much to someone to get up on the podium. We, uh, everyone yes. who follows the sport knows Adams is like a great person to have in the sport, and he's he like loves the sport as much as any fan. And it's uh, it's cool to see people like that sort of finally sort of getting living up to their potential kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Nice one. And then you've got the um, what do we say? Nations wise, you've obviously uh, just done the nations at Red at uh, Redbud last year. Your first uh, experience there. What are your thoughts on going to Europe? Do you think Team Japan's going to make it to Urne uh, in France at the end of the year? So they have, I think they have already uh, confirmed that they're not going to race this year. Oh right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that race is different. Like, <laughs> kind of like I mean, everyone has to do good, kind of, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just yeah, it's a it's a tricky one too. Like you have you have your whole country on your back, and I mean there's a, there is a lot of pressure. Even though like I mean I won the red button national, but just like well like just in general the bike is different. You can't like use the fuel and stuff. So uh, yeah, there's yeah. a I, I don't know. I, <laughs> honestly, they had a great time there. Even though my results wasn't there, wasn't there. But I mean if if I go back one day, I I think Team Japan we all get together like two three weeks before train together yeah. set up bikes and be like be more prepared I think I think I was I think not under prepared but like we didn't think think deep enough I would say yeah I guess it's hard obviously because you're obviously stateside like majority of the other Japanese riders in based in Japan and obviously mm-hmm. to come to Red Bull is a long way or to get for you to go to France for them to go to France is, and then to meet in the middle it takes a lot of coordination and schedule planning and things like that but um was it what was it did you did you speak to your teammates much over the weekend sort of trying to give them a bit of help on the track obviously because you've ridden it a couple times compared to them well so i mean in my case it was kind it was it was different because i know so there's two other riders that came from japan Mm. and i know both of them but two weeks before the nation or something like maybe a month before the nations one of them got hurt um and then the person who filled in for that i never even met him never talked to him before like and so yeah just everything was i mean just new and uh, myself i tried to give as much as you know information with him just because i i raced there multiple times so but yeah just difficult like that race is yeah just it's hard to hard hard to like i don't know you can't guarantee any positions on like the qualifying and stuff so yeah i don't know everyone has to do their best <laughs> with the um i mean we can see uh, going back through what you've done in the in the past i mean at 12 years old you raced like the world juniors championship like finishing second and, and winning a moto there so did you meet any of your old sort of rivals that but were at the same level back then were they in with the other teams at the nations uh no not really actually <laughs> yeah I, no not really no, no, and, and like i after the race i kind of didn't hang around there 
<laughs> because on the qualifying race when I crashed, I actually broke my finger. Oh right, okay. So it, I was kind of just riding at that moment, and then yeah, just went back, <laughs> had a had a uh, party after the race, even though like the result doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> just enjoy the moment, and uh, <laughs> and then I left. Yeah. No, oh, fair play, fair play. So. Because I mean, um, you left Japan. How, how old were you when you ever left Japan? Because you went, you left it pretty early, didn't you? Because as a young age, like you say, twelve. Excuse me, twelve to fourteen years old, you were out there at the Red to Linz as well and doing that sort of thing. So was it quite obvious early on to you that it was going to be a, a professional career motocross? Uh, to your question, I don't, I don't know. Like the, the very first time I came here when I was ten years old for ten days, and yeah, we. So after one day, I came back from school. That this was in Japan, and my dad dad goes, "Let's go to let's go to America for." riding dirt bikes out of nowhere and I'm like all right whatever <laughs> and and yeah we you know what we actually packed the bike in the suitcase and came here so that was my first experience and i had this race called gold cup right and yeah i did telling this story to everyone i had pierce brown uh styles robertson all these guys that i'm racing right now um <laughs> so yeah back then i like seriously like i had 10 seconds lower than them per lap wow. so i'm like yeah i mean to me it's like yeah this ain't happening <laughs> i am i'm way too far off you know yeah but so it, at the time were you one of the the people to look at in just in japan were you like the fastest it you sort of your age or was there a few others ahead of you or yeah like i i mean i raced i don't i don't what's the normal age to start racing with but uh first time i got on dirt bike was when i was four and then first race was when i was seven mm. and since you know my first race i finished eighth or something and then since then just kind of like start racing and racing got better and started winning everything there and and so yeah i think that's what made my my dad come over here but I, once i race here i think <laughs> i mean i thought i had no chance you know yeah yeah obviously you kept digging away at it and got better and better results so when did you think that actually going pro was going to happen when when did you think that was going to be a thing for you like how old were you uh maybe three years ago right <laughs> So, Jeez. so here's the thing because I mean when you're an amateur kind of it's important for, for riders to to like do good on these amateur races I mean once you set to the pro, pro level it's just so much different it's hard to explain this feeling like my first year on, on like a rookie year um, it, I was so nervous that I couldn't even ride like I'll just line up to the gate and like I couldn't like feel my leg and stuff you know so I'm like at this point am I gonna uh, uh, show some writing at any point like obviously I try to do my my best but it's it was so high on the nerve it's like I can't do this you know <laughs> wow. it's gonna be over in a year but but yeah like as the time goes on and you start to show a little bit of result and yeah like once you start doing better and better uh, you kind of start to realize okay like 10th that's that's your position right now yeah yeah next race you go like kind of makes it easier to finish in 10th yeah, yeah and as the time goes on it's like you know nine eight seven and then <laughs> and then there and then there's a one race you kind of click yeah and then you go top five top three wow, so point. at that moment um actually that was at the pala last uh, last round i finished first moto i crashed on the start 
come back to eight, second moto, I got top five start, finished third. So at that moment, okay, I'm like, okay, this is really possible. So yeah, that was kind of my clip. Okay, I can do it as a pro. Is the, um, is the amateur seating much different in Japan to America? Is it sort of like the they have like a one a few big meetings a year, or is it is it similar to Europe where they have like a, a full series or what? How how does it compare to Japan? The series difference? Yeah, it's like the obviously the, um, the amateur scene in America is sort of heavily based around Loretta Lynn's and like the sort of three or four main amateur championships that sort of run through the year is that the similar situation in japan uh yeah the concept is pretty similar but but japan the those like amateur level a b c uh 250 <laughs> classes are racing in the same weekend of the pro race like all japan national so these guys they race in saturday and then the pro pro guys will race in sunday okay yeah but yeah the series are series they have probably eight, eight races per year i mean there's always like the other series that they do it's it's a lot smaller but uh, the main series yeah they have uh, eight races per year right now oh, okay that sounds, sounds similar to the British scene then really doesn't it <laughs> oh really <laughs> Yeah, so how you picked up Supercross pretty well. I mean, you like 2020, and, and you were saying this was before it clicked for you that this could be a pro thing. You were third in the 250s on the Eastern Coast in 2020, I think mainly through consistency again, wasn't it really? Um, and you suddenly yeah. took this leap. So, I mean, were, were the Japanese tracks that good that it sort of helped you? with Supercross that you were pretty much natural to that? I don't know because I guess I was more on the consistent side but I wasn't really like a top three guy. Yeah. Just just managed to be inside of top five. Like all always, season. You know, <laughs> the whole season actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like, I mean, the last year was a struggle. Kind of just, you know, after after like a couple crashes made me nervous a little bit. So yeah, it was kind of hard to get the confidence back. But yeah, yeah, every season I, it's not that I'm like showing one race that's really good but just kind of like around you know third fourth fifth yeah. the whole race you know like even i start from the back i'll come back to fifth finish you know so and and yeah that, i guess that's what put me into second and third in championship and i guess it's that's not very very far in the points either so yeah a little bit surprising but <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah that's my you surprised yourself that's my strong part i guess <laughs> i don't know yeah, fair play, fair play, absolutely. It's better to be consistent, anyway. <laughs> if this yeah. season taught us nothing else, then yeah, that definitely is the, is the main one. So, um, yeah, just looking at uh, the racing just gone then, obviously, yeah, the 450s, such a big tragedy for, for Termac, and I'm almost, in a way, not great for Chase either. I mean, you know, Chase is going to pick up this championship, and yeah, just they're going to be telling him that it's only because Eli hurt himself. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, what, 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 would you, uh, what would you feel in his situation? I, I think <laughs> I think people can say whatever, right? Like, there's going to be people saying you deserve it. There's going to be people saying, yeah, just because of the crash, whatever. But in my opinion, you had eight, no, 18 rounds, I guess. 17, 17 yeah. maybe. Yeah, 17 rounds. And, and you still put yourself into this position. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what's important to me. Like, you're still in a fight. Like, people say, okay, maybe you're hurt. But, I mean, races, anything can happen. If you tip over and your lever broke or something, I mean that's that could be a loss. Obviously with Eli one it was a big one, but those small thing that adds up and then at the end of the day like I think Chase did a really good job just, you know, keeping in that point and, and he's still there for it. But yeah. I mean and also like how how the athletes think about it too because I don't know, like maybe 
Chase feels happy, maybe not. That's up to really them. Like if I was if I was in、uh, his position, I would be I would be super pumped. Like simply, but always back、yeah. like somewhere in my head. Okay, there's so many things that happen. Try to improve it for next year. So、uh, yeah. there's so many ways that you can think about, but just how how people want to take it. Yeah, I think. Well, first of all, to finish first, first you got to finish, and Chase is. Obviously, thrown away lots of points throughout the year with tip overs and his own little mistakes.、Uh, obviously, it's unfortunate that Eli's little mistake is going to cost him the championship, but that's why that's why we line up every week. And I'm sure the the check's still going to cash the same, whether he.、Uh, Whether he wins it by beating Tomac or Tomac gets <laughs> injured, the the bonuses are still going to go into the bank at the end of the season. I don't think、uh, I don't think Chase is going to worry about it too much. I think he knows he's had the speed to run with Eli. He's obviously yeah, like I say, he's made his own silly little mistakes. But I think he can look back and say like, bar those silly little mistakes, I would was right in this. Yeah, I don't think、uh, you can put. An asterisk on it, so say. Yeah, like I said, he's. It's not Chase's fault that Eli's done his foot. It's part of racing. You've got to and, stay and healthy for the seventeen、well. times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's not been a great season for the sport for sure. With obviously all the injuries, but he's. Managed to say keep it upright for seventeen rounds, but he's managed to stay injury free for seventeen rounds, and that's how you win championships. At the end of the day, you turn up to every round. Yeah, exactly. To your point,、um, you can only control yourself. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another thing, you know.、Um, it's um, it's pretty wild actually. Looked at、uh, look at look at the numbers today. So Honda now are going to win all three Supercross championships. Would you like to take a guess as to when that last happened for Honda? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. Either, I don't think either one of you were alive. <laughs> nah. I I, was, I would have said obviously the last time they won the Supercross was oh oh three in the, in the Premier class with RC.、Uh, I, it's got to be during like the peak peak Honda time.、Yeah. Yes. So well, yeah, yeah. what <laughs> must be? Well, I'm gonna just. Say I'm going to say ninety two. Hey, he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> so you can say, Joe. You can say to your boss, Mr. Mitch, that you know this is the last time that、uh, Honda did this. He had something to do with it, with his beautiful blue and white bikes. <laughs> All right. And you can you can tell him that every kid in the UK wanted those bikes. Because we did, <laughs> they were just insane. But yeah, '92 is the last time that、uh, yeah Honda won all three championships. So they, it's never happened in the four-stroke era. That's pretty insane. And also, in fact, Kawasaki did do it as well. So、uh, they did it in when do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, <laughs> it must have been. I know you were alive. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say like maybe oh oh seven maybe. Very good indeed. Yes, Stuart Filippoto, town me.、Yeah. So again, Mitch was involved again. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the, this is the first four、um, fifty championship for Honda, isn't it? Supercross. Yeah, it's yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's、um, mad mad to think that. Really, well, I mean. I mean Mid early nineties, you would you, they were just killing them. Everybody, I mean, you know,、yeah. when I grew up into the sport, it was Honda was it. That was it. You know, there's very few people to look past、uh, in that sense. But、uh, yeah, so do do you notice those bikes are, are going well, Joe, or do you think it's more people on them? 
the writers are good for sure, and and I believe like the whole team works hard for it too. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, impressive though. Like just as on two fifty side, almost winning every single race, and and four fifty. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're winning it probably a championship. So yeah, crazy. Hard, hard for me to tell, but I, I guess I, I have to try to <laughs> take one away for, from outdoor. That's yeah, well, try, try to get some green in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of green splash in there. That'd be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> um, how do you think the uh, four fifty is going to play out? outdoors when you got Jet going up to play with Chase and the boys how do you think that's going to work out I don't know like it's so hard to say like I mean Ferrand is going to be back too right yeah fingers crossed and I believe AC is fast on outdoors too so you I think really then. though like just I mean start position really matters I think they all can ride I, I believe they all can ride at low pace I mean you can't really let the ladies go in the first couple laps so sure yeah whoever is really consistent on the start I think Brad what do you think got much to say on the outdoor side of it who do you think is going to be uh, um, yeah I mean like Joe said AC he's got that raw speed or he did the last time we did outdoors so he's obviously going to be quick Dylan's was last time was super strong sort of towards the end of the motor he's made a lot of moves yeah and Jet obviously if the nation does anything to go by he's going to be right up there um, and then yeah Chase's balls out fast as well so I think it's going to be good because obviously Jet is pro career at Palo is good he's got yeah. solid results there so it'd be interesting to see if he can carry that onto the 450 Chase is obviously the same as had really good result Pala. I could see him going 1-2 if I'm honest um, yeah. even splitting the results like going 1-2-2-1 one, two, two, one, wouldn't surprise me at all I think um, yeah it's obviously I think with Eli being out it's I think Chase is sort of gonna he's not I feel like the pressure's gonna kind of be lifted and he's gonna what well, it was they were kind of like one one A and one B last year, yeah. um, quite comfortably. It'd be interesting to see if without Eli there, he can sort of carry, sort of find that intensity again, or if um, he'll sort of fall back to the rest of the field without having Eli there to push him. Mm. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting for sure. I think, but um, I think Chase is probably still going to be the, the guy to beat heading into yeah. the round one. I think you can't really say anything else with obviously the speedy shown in the Supercross on the speedy zone last year you'd be silly to bet against him yeah absolutely <laughs> do, you, do you get to, a chance to watch the 450s much Joe or is it too much intense into what you're doing not in not in live but I, I watch the broadcast okay cool yeah do you know much from them well, I, I don't myself. I don't really like want to talk about like other writers or team because there's a lot of things I don't know about. Sure. So yeah, I mean, just like don't want to say the wrong thing, you know. No, no. But um, do you learn much from say if you do, you watch the broadcast back? Do you, oh, when, like play back. Yeah, when when you play it back, do you sort of see that and you go, oh, okay, well, I could have done that better, or do 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 you find that you learn much from them? Oh. Ridden the same track when you watch oh, it back. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we watch it back every Monday afternoon with the team. Have a have a meeting and discuss about some kind of plan ahead, like planning for like try new stuff during the week and stuff. So, yeah, we watch it every weekend. Yeah, nice one. And you find that's useful for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Nice one. You got uh, a young um, young teammate coming through, and he hasn't done Supercross this year. So, Jet Reynolds, uh, how's how's he getting on with the outdoor setup? Honestly, I only saw him a couple times during the practice because I've been practicing Supercross sure. it was on outdoors but I mean he's riding he's doing motos and yeah uh, he's he, I think he's one of the hard workers so I don't know but he, I think he's going to be good is he as fast as you yet? <laughs> <laughs> 
honestly, honestly, like I haven't rode like rolled with him, like sure. So I don't know to your question. Yeah. <laughs> no worries, no worries. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, so uh, yeah, not to say I got too much long left uh, now from uh, for the uh, the podcast. So just wanted to ask you there a main thing. Obviously, going on for the two fifties just just happened there with uh, Hunter uh, Jet Lawrence now joining his brother, um, and for the first time to non-americans have uh, taken both championships there into in the 250s uh, two brothers um what's, what's your view on jet like and, and, and his season and, and the whole um, western division from what you've seen he he figured it out like <laughs> he figured out everything i guess um yeah just i think um program fits nice for him and the team probably hits nice for him yeah it's it's not it's not like where you have to go five seconds faster to beat him but it's just like the little things like getting getting you know top three starts every single time there's like one percent one percent adds up and i think they're really doing great job at it and and yeah i mean yeah all i can say is just like because where we went pro at the same time yeah but yeah he just figured out quickly so yeah a lot of a lot of respect for him but kind of nice nice to have him you know because yeah. yeah because i used i used to race him a long time and to him to like have you know a friend reaching goals and goals and you wanna and you obviously want to try to beat him so so for me, I have a good motivation of him doing good, and and yeah, just happy for his family too. Yeah, I mean that's that's all I can say. Just yeah, yeah no, they, no. they're doing a really good job. I'll just put it over to Brad there. I mean, um, he's now got those four. 250 championships and he was put alongside a few nice uh, faces yeah. on, the, on the Supercross yeah, to see, there, so. yeah next to yeah Villapoto um, Carmichael and Stewart <laughs> so, um, yeah it's a pretty good air to be in I think do you think he's going to stay in that air in his 450 career um, I mean there's no reason to say he's not he's not going to is there? I think um, you just you watch the way he rides, and he just he just looks so smooth. He never really looks like he's on that edge. I think yeah, I think he's probably. I think there's still more like in the tank that he's gonna have to tap into it in 450 class for sure. He's not gonna have obviously have things all his own way once he moves up but um, there's no argument to say that he's not going to figure it, the 450 class out I, I don't think obviously to go on the same sort of run that he's gone on the last sort of year and a half to say that he'd do that in the 450 class is probably a bit unrealistic but to say that he at the end of his career and however many years down the line that he's won I don't know three Supercross titles and three outdoor titles I don't think is out, definitely out of, the, out of the realms of possibility but uh, like I said, this if anything can happen. I mean, look, like just look at Eli. Yeah. Um, obviously, you would have said the same thing about Roxon when he sort of went over there, and then injuries happen, things happen. But yeah, I think obviously at the at the current trajectory that he's going, he's definitely on track to sort of get up in that rarefied air. Sure, sure thing. And um, just uh, to take from that as well, Joe, you've got your twenty first birthday coming up. About a week or so, is that right? Yeah, a week from yeah, now, is it? Uh, yeah. right after Salt Lake. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so well, we wish you best for that. Uh, with that sort of time now ticking down, are you starting to look towards a four fifty ride? Towards thinking when you might move up, or is that really not even? When when do you think you might move up? I have to. So, I mean, first 
I have to win a championship on 250. I don't think if I can't do that, then I'm probably not competitive enough for 450. But, and also, yeah, when I go to 450 one day, I, I mean, there's always like, you can't prepare for, you can't prepare 100%, but I would like to, you know,、uh, prepare myself and, and like, kind of like mentor, mentally strong. I don't want to move up to 450 going kind of un- unsure. If I should stay or if I should go. Like, I want to make it to, to a level where I can for sure, okay, let's go for 50 class and fight. And so, no rush for me, really. But, I mean, best case scenario will be like, you know, if I can get a title, title on 250, not next year, but maybe following year outdoors. Yeah. That's the best scenario. But again, like, if I felt uncomfortable moving up, is, I mean, whenever I'm prepared enough to move on. I don't know. Yeah. It's so, so hard to say. But, I mean, when, if I can win a title, maybe that thing. Changes, you know, like maybe、yeah. you feel stronger.、Uh, maybe that's what probably Jet and Hunter feels right now. Yeah, it's so hard to say. Absolutely. Focus on right now, I guess. For sure, for sure. Good stuff. Okay, so we're just、uh, starting to wrap things up here a, a little bit. But、uh, one, last, one last question to you, which we try and bring into these things just to end on a bit of a, a positive note. What would you say so far is your absolute best day in motocross? One place you've driven away from the track and you're just like awesome. But what would you say that would be for you so far? What, what, like, like your, absolute, your absolute best day in the sport. Best day in the sport? Yeah, like your best day when you've gone home from it and you think, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, winning feels nice all the time. <laughs> But honestly, honestly, though, like last year, I went back to race Japan. Right. And coming, coming to your home country in a race, that was probably the most fun I ever had, honestly. Like, the, I just enjoyed the whole day. Like, no, no pressure, nothing. Just be me and then get to, you know, ride in front of your family and friends. Yeah, that was so fun. Actually, really fun. What event was that? Last year,、uh, September. 11? All Japan National. Ah, okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Is,、um, yeah, that was、uh, really cool.、Um, obviously, Japan obviously makes. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki. Do they, do they ever have any of the Austrian brands at the Japanese nationals? Or is when it says All Japan National, is that like the bike brands as well? Or do they ever, does anyone ever rock up on a KTM or a Husky? Or? Yeah, for sure there's people on KTM and Huskies. But yeah, I mean, there is a lot of Jap- bikes、mm. out there.、Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that something you could sort of see yourself doing sort of once you've, you've finished in America? You've, you've, you've won, you're the winningest 450 rider in America, just <laughs> winding things down. Could you see yourself sort of heading back to Japan to sort of do maybe a year or two of the, the Japanese nationals? Honestly, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Just like the one off. Yeah, I, I kind of have my like, life goal.、Mm-hmm. I mean, this is up, like, everything up on the career. If I'm doing so well or not that、yeah. good, well, who knows? But I, yeah, I'm planning to go back to Japan at age of 28. Okay. Yeah, not, I don't want to really say this too much, but yeah,、uh, family, family business is over there. Yeah, yeah.、Okay. So I probably, you know, go back a little bit young, young age and learn some stuff. And then、yeah. if I can do that, that'll be great. But yeah,、cool. who knows if I'm winning championship or, or and feeling so、yeah. young and strong. Yeah.、Uh, I mean, it, that should be. Where it goes. So,、uh, yeah. yeah, see where it goes. I mean, you, you are like the, the, the best rider to come out of Japan in、oh, a hell of a long time. I and mean, we're talking back, you know, over 40, nearly over 45 years, really. So, I mean, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think, like, like, as Brad said, Japanese make these amazing bikes and dominate? 
that really until the Austrians came along. But you know, why yeah. do you think the riders haven't followed suit? Why do you think that is? You know, you know what? Like, to for me, I I like to ask this question to you guys actually. <laughs> oh. Like, why do you guys think like? Because I don't myself, I don't know. It's Apparently. even if you're Japanese or European, American, like person is mm. a person, you know. Like, and I think there's not too much different ability when once like when you're born. No, and, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think if if I was gonna put it down to anything, I think it's the, the fact that you've sort of you've left Japan, you and you've moved to America, or if you've moved to like Europe, you you're racing against faster riders, you, you pick up different techniques, you, you just your general speed sort of comes up. It's, if you're winning the, your own countries like national fairly comfortably you're only going to go you're not going to get any faster if you're just sort of staying in Japan racing against the same people but obviously you you sort of left Japan you, you're now racing against like the best people in the world and there's all, you're always looking for that bit more like you were saying earlier on there's always room for improvement whereas yeah like if you just stayed in Japan you'd you just you win in the your national championship. There's there's no need to keep trying to improve. You're already the best guy there. I think I think um, yeah, like you said, you're not you're not born with this massive talent. It sort of it sort of comes over years of riding and training and hard work and um, yeah. But you, obviously, you've got to be willing to sort of bet on yourself and take that. It's obviously a big leap to leave your home country and set up a whole new life in a completely different country. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, do like your dad did, isn't it? Take a bet on you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely, like, yeah, like you said, like, when, when, when you're born, nothing is really guaranteed on no. your life. But, yeah, one thing that I, I could say is I appreciate, like, my my parents for, you know, taking a shot to, to travel and race, the, race over here. And, I mean, maybe I got lucky, you know, meeting, meeting all these kind of different people and yeah like maybe could go in a different ways but yeah, yeah I think yeah what you're saying is really uh yeah so yeah like like you said uh take taking taking a chance was from my parents was like probably the best thing um yeah 100 percent. they did they did it for me you know so yeah um, I mean I think we, we've seen like the old Japanese rider come over I think it was Akira Narita the yep, come over yep. I think there was a few mud races and he was like right at the front so you, you can see that there's like there's talent over there it's just yeah obviously willing to take that that risk take that gamble on yourself to uproot your whole life and sort of chase the dream as it is exactly for right. well, um, yeah again one more time thanks again for joining us Joe it's been uh, really nice having you on board sir and uh, yeah we'll uh, look forward to uh, seeing how you get on at uh, Salt Lake this weekend so uh, anything you want to say to anybody before you uh, sign off today uh, there's one thing I have to say this every time I do an interview a podcast just uh, my like my English is not really good so better than my I mean, Japanese I, said, I mean I mean if I say Said something you know that's like bit like firing uh, yeah you know trying to you know say nice thing nicest thing that I can say so I just want everyone to know that yeah no. sometimes there's like misunderstanding from my English so if so yeah, yeah. no no problem as Bradley said is uh, your your English is miles better than our Japanese so <laughs> <laughs> thank you but, uh, yeah Okay, so uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for uh, getting involved with the uh, podcast, or everybody listening, and of course to our sponsors there, Golf Race Fuels, Air Street Performance, Kawasaki UK, and of course Even Strokes with uh, Brad Reader 10, your discount code. Brad, anything else to say off? No, just, uh, yeah, thanks Joe, obviously coming on, he's a busy guy, getting ready for outdoors, and obviously the final 
Supercross this weekend. So, um, yeah, just thanks, Joe, for your time. Yeah, I hope everyone sort of enjoys listening to it as much as we've enjoyed chatting to you. Thank you. Absolutely great stuff. So, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll get more guests for you in future weeks. So, yeah, keep it. Keep your phone pointed at us on the, SMA, on the MX Vice SMX Review Show. Cheerio. Cheers. Cheers.